All right, last week, I shared a word on Saturday night about how to grow spiritually. Many people want to know how to spiritually mature, what they need to do. And I really gave you some, some, some foundational steps in, in, to grow spiritually, you know, to become more uh, spiritual and to increase in your capacity to operate as a spiritual being. Those steps are actually very, very, very clear in Scripture. And there's no question that if you want to grow as a spiritual person, that those keys that I gave you last week are really important. But I felt this week that I, that I wanted to talk to you about, you know, many people have walked with God. Many people have been with the Lord a long time, serving the Lord a long time. But they get to this place sometimes where they feel like they're just not connecting with God anymore. They're just struggling to connect with Him. Now, I know you've never been there, but please don't look at the person next to you because they've been there. But you haven't been there, but the person next to you has. Amen. So, you know, if you've been serving the Lord long enough, you'll know what I'm talking about. It just feels like you just, you know, you're just not able to really connect so I want to talk to you tonight about how to get back to God. Or you could, you could say this, how to get back to the presence of God. You see, God will never leave you. God will never ever forsake you. The Bible teaches us that, so we know that's the truth. But we see in Scripture many times that the children of Israel, the Bible sort of talks about how the Lord was not with them. But yet He was still with them, but He wasn't with them. In other words, his, sort of his favor and his hand was not on them the way that it was when they were doing what was correct, what was right. So there's some things I want to share with you tonight that are really, again, just from some scripture that we all know so well, but I'm hoping that maybe you haven't looked at it quite the way I'll show you this evening. How many of you want to know how to get back to God, how to get back into that intimacy and relationship with him the way that you used to before? So let's go to James 4, verse number 7. You see, it's important that we understand that there is only one person or being that desires for you not to be close to God, and that's the enemy. He knows that if you in relationship, walking with God, being led by the Spirit, that you become a potential threat to Him. You going to heaven doesn't really threaten him that much. So he's not too worried about you going to heaven. He doesn't, he doesn't like it because he's not going there when it's all said and done. But he's not threatened by you being saved only. So he wants to do everything he can to separate you from relationship with God. To separate you from intimacy with God. One of the most powerful things in the life of a Christian is walking in intimacy with the Lord. Having that relationship of being able to actually have fellowship with God. And as I say, the enemy desperately wants to do whatever he can to prevent you from doing that. So the Bible tells us what we should do. James 4, 7 says, Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So if you want to draw close to God or get back to God or have intimacy with God, one of the things you'll have to do is resist the devil. 
because he will attack you. But before you resist him, it's clear in Scripture that we must first submit ourselves to God. Now watch this, because the word submit in the Greek actually means to arrange under or to be subject to. So basically, we put God's ways, we put his rules, we make ourselves entirely submitted to him. How many of you want to submit yourselves to God? Come on. I believe most of you in this room have a desire to submit to God, to, to do that. <clears throat> Unfortunately, in our culture today, submission has become something that is not very popular. It's amazing how when you look at uh, relationships between parents and children, that the culture today will teach children that they don't have to really submit to their parents. They must do what they want. They must make their own choices. They have their own rights. It's totally contrary to Scripture. And that's the culture that the world wants us to grow up under. Because if you can't even submit to someone in the natural, how will you submit yourself to God who you cannot see? So we have to submit ourselves to God. And the culture really resists that so much. But, but even as Christians, and I've taught you this many times, sometimes it's hard for us because of our own desires, our own passions, to truly submit ourselves to God. But in order for the second part of the scripture, which says resist the devil, in order for you to truly see the enemy move out of your way or, or for, for you to even have the ability or strength or know how, how to resist the enemy, you first have to submit to God. So submission to God is critical. You know, it's amazing how I'm going to throw one thing out there and I'll watch half of you will manifest. Okay. Well, maybe not you, but half the people watching online, they'll definitely manifest because they should be in church. You see, the Bible tells us that we should not neglect the gathering of the saints. The Bible, the early church teaches us that they went into temple courts from house to house. They fellowship. They were together. The body of Christ was together. But you, today you'll get a lot of people that say, well, I don't need the church anymore. I don't need to go to church. That's wrong. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not serving the Lord, but I want you to know that there is an element of protection. There is an element of, of covering that comes from being connected to the local body. Now watch. When you don't do that, understand that there is something available for the enemy to attack you. I don't care how holy you are. I'm telling you, it is absolutely vital. We need each other. The body of Christ needs each other. I, I really didn't believe this when I was younger, even though I went to church. I used to think that, you know, that it wasn't the people, you know, the relationship side of it and the fellowship side of it wasn't actually that important. But I was so wrong. Because it's the body ministering to the body that brings healing and, 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 and restoration. And the Holy Spirit through the body will minister to, to itself. The, the body ministers to the body. The, the, <clears throat> when you've got a problem on your foot, you need your hand to, to get, take care of it. You need your body, the whole part of it, to, to help you get take care of everything. Are you with me, guys? So it's just a, a one example of, of how quick it is for us. And you can then begin to negotiate and say, well, you know, that's, you know the Bible doesn't really say we must go to church. Yes, it does. 
It does. It says that you should not neglect that. It's very clear, and that's not the only scripture that teaches us that. So it's very quick when we don't submit to God that the enemy will have a way of attacking us in an area. Now, obviously, there are certain situations and circumstances where it's not possible. But that doesn't mean that you cannot connect to the body. There are always ways to connect, like watching online. Even though it's not the greatest way, it helps. But the one-to-one fellowship is so powerful. We need each other. That's why I really believe that COVID was such a strategy of the enemy to try and show us that, listen, that that separation is going to be okay. God wants us to be together. One will set a thousand to flight, but two ten thousand. Now, this is one really small thing, but it's like that with everything in our lives. We must submit ourselves to God in our, in our family, the way we raise them, in our businesses, in our households, in everything we do. We must first submit ourselves to God. Then the second part where he says resist the devil, it's so important that we do that, that we resist the attacks, that we resist the culture, that we resist the, 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 the pull of the world to cause us to participate or engage in something that isn't godly. In order for us to, to be able to withstand what Satan is throwing at us or what the enemy is throwing at us, that resisting is so important. See, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5 verse number 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Ephesians 6.1 says this, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the armor of God. Get clothed. And I taught you about that last week. Relationship with God. Walking with God. I didn't teach you about the armor. But what I showed you last week is like armor. The sword of the spirit. Walking with the Lord. The prayer. Those are all things that are are spiritual armor. That will help you to be able to stand against every attack of the enemy. You must understand that in order for us to resist, the word resist means this. In the Greek, it means to stand against. It means to oppose. And I love this part. One of the, one of the dictionaries say this, to be hostile. To be hostile against the enemy. And I know that I've shared this as well of recent time, but the church must become more hostile to what is not godly that can cause us to become infiltrated and poisoned. A little leaven spoils the whole loaf. It's just a little bit of accepting something that isn't from God that has the potential to spread and cause major trouble in the church. So the first thing we must do is submit to God. The second thing we must do is we must resist the devil. Now, the next verse for me is so powerful. And this is where many Christians miss it. They want God to come to them and just like, you know, and, 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 and just like appear and, and things must just be back to the way they were. But take a look at what the next verse says. It says this. It says in James 4 verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You want to get closer to God again? You want to get back to God again? You see, He's always been there. You have left the building. 
in order for you to get close to him again, there's not much that he needs to do. The doing is all up to you. And the Bible teaches us that we first have to draw near to him. We have to first make that decision that we're going to go and spend that time with God. We are going to go and get back to God, submit to God, resist the devil, and then he will flee from us. The enemy will leave us. The enemy will, will get out of the way because it's the enemy that's trying to stop you from getting close to God. Once you've decided that whatever it is that's been separating you from God, whatever it is that's caused you to not be close to Him the way that you were, once you've resisted that, now you've made a decision, you're gonna draw near to Him. When you decide to draw near to Him, the Bible says that He will draw near to you. The truth is, all of this goes together. You can't take it apart from each other. In order to get the fullness of what God is trying to teach us here, which is that He wants us to be close to Him. He wants us to be near to Him. Understand the one who wants to stop that is the enemy. First, we must resist Him. Once we submit to God, we must resist Him. Once we've resisted Him, then we must make that decision. We can't be like, oh, it feels great. The enemy's gone. Oh, I'm having victory in this area. Now we must draw near to God. Watch what the scriptures say. In, in 2 Chronicles 15, verse number 1. 2 Chronicles 15, verse number 1. This is about King Asa, and he was a good king. I'm not going to get into his whole story, but watch what the Bible says. Now the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, the son of Oded, and he went out to meet Asa and said to him, Hear me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you. Watch this. While you are with him. What? Everybody look at me. Did God ever leave them? No. He's always been there. But they left him. And when they left him, the favor and the protection and the things that, that they desired in their life was no longer there the way that it should be. So he's saying, I want you to come back. So he says, the Lord is with you while you are with him. Watch here. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. You see, you must understand, this is not only talking about worship or prayer or intimacy. This is talking about exactly what the first part of James 4 there says in verse 7. Submit to God. Resist the devil. You see, in order for us to come back to God, in order for us to seek Him again, seeking Him doesn't only mean an expression, it also means a decision. I decide to seek God. I decide to follow Him. I decide to obey Him. Did God ever leave them? No, He was always there. But yeah, He says, if you've, if, if it says here that the Lord is with you while you are with Him, He's always with you. He's always with us. But that favor, that protection, when we don't submit to God, resist the enemy, he will flee. If we don't do that, we will not see the fullness of what God wants to do in us and through us. Listen to me. If you want to believe that you're going to just float by and it's all going to be awesome, you're dreaming, brother. I've been saved since I was 19 years old. I'm not that young anymore. Look at the white beard. <laughs> I've seen 
I've heard, I've heard the sermons of, you don't have to do anything, you don't have to do the, what? It starts with submission. That's where it begins. How do we know? Well, what does the Bible say? That you, to get saved, you must first believe and you must make him Lord. When you make someone Lord, that means you choose to submit to them. So the submission part is absolutely vital. Choosing to follow God or choosing to see God is more than an expression, although the expression is beautiful and can touch your heart. But once the presence is gone, once the glory has left the building, you have to choose what you will do. Now watch what he says. Let's read it again. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time, Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest and without the law. But when in their trouble, they turned to the Lord God of Israel, sounds familiar, and sought him. He was found by them. We could stop the sermon right now and have revival. Because I want you to know, and this is, a, this is an old covenant. This is not even as good as the one we have now. But the God of even this covenant, who is the God of our covenant, even said to them, listen, things were not so good when, I, when you were not following me. But I want you to know that if you begin to follow me again, if you begin to seek me again, if you begin to submit to me again, I want you to know that you will be found by me. I will come to you. Man, I love it. Man, I wanted to preach the whole sermon about us because it was powerful next time. Zechariah 1 verse number 3 says this, Therefore say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Return to me, says the Lord of hosts, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. That's the key, guys. Make a choice to submit to God again. Make a choice in that moment to resist the enemy that's attacking you in whatever area it is. Oh, I don't know why God is putting this in my heart. And if you think that not going to church is a good idea, you are wrong. Why is he going after this? Because the Holy Spirit is leading me to do it. If you feel guilty, brother, the shoe fits, put it on. Amen. If you don't say amen, you better say. There we go. You're well taught. <laughs> But you see, it's so important that we don't just say, well, Lord, I'm going to choose you and I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to resist the enemy. And then you don't make that decision to draw near to him. You have to make that decision to draw near to him. And the Bible says then he will draw near to you. If you haven't had that closeness that you felt once before in the beginning or if you've kind of felt like you've just sort of the passion is gone or whatever it is, it's not there anymore. Brothers and sisters, I can teach you about prayer. I can teach you about studying the word. I can teach you about all that stuff, but I want you to know nothing will happen unless you choose to draw near to him. 
You have to choose to draw near to Him. It doesn't have to be in a ritualistic type way. It can be however it is your relationship with God. Discipline is a good thing. So you must discipline yourself to spend time with God. Of course you must. How many of you have ever tried to get muscles by not going to gym? (laughs) I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to have another slice of pizza. Doesn't work. Trust me. There's no pizza eating diet. I've tried it. It doesn't work. I thought if I eat pizza all day, I'll be fine. No, it doesn't work. You have to discipline yourself. Scripturally, spiritually, it's the same thing. You have to discipline yourself. But God is a person who wants you to desire to draw near to Him. So it must come from your heart, not out of obligation. But the question or the title of the sermon is how to get back to God. So if you're asking the question, I'm giving you the answer. Are you with me? Let's go a little bit deeper. Is that okay? Just a little more. Is that all right? All right. He says, let's go back to James 4.8. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. This is a theme through Scripture. Isaiah 1.16 says, Wash yourself, make yourselves clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. The Bible teaches us that we should cleanse ourselves, we should clean our hands, that we should clean ourselves and come before God. So when we're drawing near to God, the things that we know are an offense to Him, we need to get rid of them. I'm so glad you're all excited about that. Amen. We must cleanse ourselves, cleanse our hands. Then He says this, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Jeremiah 4.14 says this, O Jerusalem, wash your hearts from wickedness that you may be saved. How long shall your evil thoughts lodge within you? And this is so powerful because the way that he teaches this or the way that he says this is he says, he says, wash your hearts, wash wash yourself, wash your hearts. And then he says, that you may be saved. How long shall your evil thoughts, there's the mind, there's the soul. You see, in James, he says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. The heart and the, and the mind are connected to each other. So in other, in other words, in order for us to stand upright before God, our hearts have to be cleansed. Our soul, our minds have to be cleansed from the things that the enemy is trying to do to stop us from getting back to God. If you have that desire to get back to Him, to draw near to Him again, cleanse your hands. Cleanse your heart. Are you with me? And then He says, you double-minded. You double-minded. Because so many of us waver between the things of this world and the things of God. And it's so easy for us to be caught up in that. To be caught up between the two, the things of God and the things of this world. 
There was a situation this week that was really intense playing out. I'm not going to talk about it because just you'll know what I'm talking about. It's too obvious. There's nothing here at the church, so relax. Okay? But we were watching this situation play out. And I was telling Naomi, man, I don't want to even talk about it. It's just so intense. I don't want to participate or be involved or celebrate something that is so heavy. Are you with me? I don't want my mind to be drawn into something that could make me double-minded. You know, even though it's, you know, it's, it's, I'm not doing anything wrong, I don't want to celebrate anything that could cause my heart to become defiled. So I want to keep my heart pure. I want to cleanse my hands. I want to, I want to purify my heart. I want to stay close to God. Psalm 24 verse number 3 says this. And this is for me the key scripture this evening. How do we get back to God? You see the Bible tells us in Psalm 24 verse number 3. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive, everybody say, blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God of his salvation. That is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. And then the psalmist stops right there. So beautiful, so powerful. We have to cleanse ourselves. Listen, oftentimes, the reason why there's been a bit of a separation between you and God is because of something that has entered your life, sin or something like that, that has come in that has caused you to get to that place where you don't want to draw near to Him because you feel guilty or bad. And God is saying, listen, you can come to me. Just get rid of it. Cleanse yourself. Now, you might be sitting there saying, Pastor Alex, I can't. I don't know how to. Just give it to him and run to him and he will help you. Mistakes, you may make a mistake again, but then just do it again. Are you with me? So I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty or bad. But I want you to know that your sin will separate you from God. It will separate you from that connection that you can have with him that intimacy that you can have with Him. There is nothing like the presence of God, being with Him, being close to Him, walking with Him, hearing His voice. And actually, I, I didn't put it in my sermon, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think it's verse number 10 in, in James 4. It talks about humility. One of the key things to walking with God is to come before Him humbly. Humility is not an easy thing. And whether you like it or not, you have a little bit of pride in you. Every single one of us do. But when we do humble ourselves before the Lord, He always blesses and exalts us. So if you're struggling to, to draw near to Him, to stay close to Him, you see, everything I've said to you you won't do it if you're not willing to humble yourself. But if you're willing to say, Lord, you know, that's not quite the way it used to be between you and me. 
maybe you're not the problem. Maybe I've allowed something in my life. Maybe it's compromise. Maybe it's time. I just don't want, I don't spend time with you anymore. Maybe it's, you know, maybe I've, I've allowed the enemy in somewhere. I've, 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 I've accepted something that isn't really truth to rule in, in my life. And, and it, it hasn't, you, you, know, you haven't left me. You're not, we're not, you haven't forsaken me. But that connection that we had before is just not there the way it used to. So I want to humble myself tonight. I choose this evening to humble myself before you again, God. Because this evening I want to draw near to you. I want to come near to you. Let's bow our heads. Father, this evening in this place, Lord, I know that at some point in a believer's walk with you, somehow, whether it be a hardened heart because of pain, because of hurt, because of offense, maybe sin enters in, maybe we've lost our passion, so we've just not spent the time with you that we used to. Could be a number of different things. Something happened to someone and we've taken offense even towards you, God. Tonight I pray that we'll go back to the basics. Submit to you first. Resist the enemy, Father. And then make that decision to once again draw near to you. Because you will not draw near to us unless we first draw near to you. And Lord, in Scripture we see so many times how when someone draws near to you, that they desire to be cleansed of their sins and the things that are in the way. So give us, Lord, clean hands and a pure heart. Help our minds to not be double-minded and to not be affected or allow the things of this world to cause us to draw into it and participate in it where it actually affects us so badly. I pray, God, that you would give us the mind of Christ, that we would walk with you, that we would hear your voice. Lord, your word says, who can descend the mountain or the hill of the Lord? Those who have clean hands and a pure heart, the blood of Jesus cleanses us. And so, Father, tonight we ask that your blood would cleanse us, Lord, once again. Wash us and make us whole. Like with King Asa, Father, it's so clear in Scripture that if we choose to follow you, to come to you, you will come to us again. You will restore us and you will bless us once again. So I pray tonight for every person under the sound of my voice. Maybe it's at a different place. Maybe some people have strayed so much from you, God, that they, there's no connection anymore. Maybe it's someone that has served you a long time, but tonight in this place they've come here, God, and they just feel like it's not the way it used to be. It can be anything, Father, in between that. I ask that you would touch them this evening. Your word says that no one comes to the Father unless you draw them. So I pray, God, that this word would draw them tonight. Holy Spirit, that you would draw them tonight to you. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. And I thank you for your love. Now, if you're sitting there, every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're sitting there, you can be honest and you say, Pastor Alex... This message tonight has ministered to my heart. 
I need to draw near to God again. Quickly slip your hand up. Don't be afraid. Thank you so much. I see those hands. I want you to come up to the front quickly. Don't be afraid. Come. Don't be afraid. If you raise your hand, come quickly. I want to pray for you. This is not a salvation call. This is for someone that feels like they need to draw near to God. They've lost that closeness, that intimacy that they had with Him before. Amen. 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 You see, I want to tell you guys something. You in the front, you sitting in the back. There is nothing more beautiful than an encounter with God's presence. When you encounter the Lord, He changes you forever. But often in your walk with God, the beginning is like a honeymoon phase. But like any relationship, it requires you to put effort into that relationship to really see the best of it come out. Don't always only seek an experience. Are you with me? Even though every experience is precious and wonderful, what's important is, are you able to stand? Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil so that he can flee. Draw near to him again and make that decision to follow him. Amen. I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that came forward this evening. Can I ask you just to bow your heads? Church, to stretch your hands out towards them. Father, I pray right now that you would just come upon each and every one of these precious, precious children of yours, Lord, that you love so much. Father, everyone is at a different place in their walk, and I know there's many even in their seats that haven't come forward. And I pray, God, that you will just touch them this evening that you will restore. Everything the enemy has tried to steal from them, God, would be restored. Their joy, their peace, God, that intimacy with you, that you would restore it to them tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will come right now minister, to minister to each and every one of them in the name of Jesus. Just fill them up. Just fill them up right now, Lord. Just fill them up right now in Jesus' name. Touch them afresh, God. Thank you for having the courage to come forward. I'm just going to bless you. Father, just bless them. Let your presence fall. Let your anointing fall afresh on them tonight in the name of Jesus. Touch him now. Fill him now, Lord, in Jesus' name. There he is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Fresh fire. Fresh anointing in Jesus' name. There he is. Fill him, Lord. Restore God. Restore. Draw her back. Draw her back in the name of Jesus right now. Right now. Be filled. Be filled. Be made whole. There's the presence of God. Amen. Amen. Be strong. Be strong and courageous. Don't keep going round in circles. Don't keep going round in circles. It's time you face the mountain and go up the mountain. In the name of Jesus. Just follow up God. In Jesus' name. Touch her now. In the name of Jesus, right now, follow up, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just restore, just restore, Father. Restore the intimacy. 
Restore the closeness, Lord, in the name of Jesus right now. Right now, be healed, be healed, be, be made whole in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your presence. There he is. There he is. Fill her, Lord. Fill her, Lord. More of you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Not by might, nor by power. In Jesus' name. Just touch her. Just touch her now. There he is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right now. Right now. There he is. There he is. Fill her up, Lord. Fill her up, Lord. More of you. More of you. There he is. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. There he is. Thank you, Lord. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Just a bump in the road, Ashley. Just a bump in the road. In Jesus' name. Fill him up. Fill him up, God. Fill him up, Holy Spirit. More of you. Thank you, Jesus. There he is, full of Lord, in Jesus' name, right now. That's it. Just do as the word said, in the name of Jesus, right now. Right now, just be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just be filled with the Holy Spirit tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There he is, just a gentle, there he is, there he is. Touch him now, touch him now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Right now. There he is. Fill him up, God. Fill him up, Lord. In Jesus' name. There he is. There he is. There's the power of God now. There he is. There he is. Fill him up. There he is. There he is. There he is. Thank you, Jesus. Just fill him up. Just your peace. That's a pastor's understanding. Just a gentle presence of the Lord. Just draw near to Him again, and He will draw near to you. Draw near to Him, and He will draw near to you. Draw near to Him. Draw near to Him, and He will draw near to you. In Jesus' name. There He is. There He is, right now. Right now. Right now. Follow up, Lord. There He is. More of you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There we go. There we go. Mm. I break the power of the enemy in the name of Jesus right now. Freedom is yours in Jesus' name right now. Be free. Be made whole. The chains are broken. Now, in Jesus' name. There it is. There it is right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just touch him up. Just touch him, Father. Fill him up. Fill him up, God. More of you. More of you. More of you. There we are. Draw near to him. Draw near to him. Draw near to him. Draw near to him. And he will draw near to you. Draw near to him. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, praise the
Come on, let's give the Lord a clap. Amen. For what he has done. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. What I want to do is if you've come here this evening and you have sickness in your body that you can physically feel or something that's going on in your anywhere in your body that you're not doing well, come, let's pray for you. Come, come to the front. Don't stay in your chair. Come to the front. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Sickness. In Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. leaders to come up real quick I don't want you to minister yet but I want you to come and stand behind someone and then we're going to minister together in just a moment I just want to pray first I'm going to pray a corporate prayer over you and then that we're going to start ministering to you. Then leaders, you can begin to minister. Father, we thank you for your healing power. You, owe Je- you are Jehovah Rapha, the healer, our healer, God. And Jesus came to set the captive free, to heal the brokenhearted. Did you not say in your word that these signs will follow those who believe? And one of those was that we would lay hands on the sick and that they would recover. So we ask tonight, according to your word, Lord, that we, as we lay our hands on these that are ill, Father, that have pain, that have problems in their body, that you would heal them, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Just touch them in their bodies now in Jesus' name. Now begin to minister, guys. Begin to minister. Come to the front and begin to minister to them. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
as you have been ministered to, if I can ask you to make your way back to the seat because we're going to do something else after this. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Before we do anything else, I want us to make a decision tonight here to draw near to God. You know, um, ever since I went to Israel, I was so impacted at Bethel. I was so impacted. And there was nothing there. It was just nothing. But I was, when I was standing there, it was like I could just imagine Jacob having that dream. And in the dream, the angels were ascending and descending. And the glory of God was in that place. And in the morning, he wakes up and he says that the Lord was in this place and I didn't even know it. I want us tonight to sing this song to draw near to Him, to make this decision, to draw near to Him because He's so good and He is worthy of it. Amen. If you want to stand, you can stand. If you want to sit, you can sit. Let's sing this song. If only the heavens would part Your presence break forth in our love I know that my sacrifice Causes heaven and earth to be one. The heavens will part. Your presence break forth in our lives. Well, I know that my sacrifice causes heaven and earth to be Angels are descending, angels are descending, and 
ascending, angels are descending, angels are ascending, angels are descending. Oh, my Lord, if you in the heavens, for I see your presence descending. Just keep your hands raised. Father, tonight in this place, we surrender ourselves to you, God. There is moments in our lives, Lord, like with Jacob, that that night where he went to sleep, God, and that night he encountered you, that the heavens opened over him, God. I pray, Lord, tonight in our journey, in our walk with you, that we would have many moments like that. But I ask tonight, God, that in this place, that you would meet with each and every one of us, that we would draw near to you and heaven would go open over our lives, over our families, over our children, our businesses, everything we touch, everything we do, Father. I pray that heaven would go open over it. But let it all be, God, for your glory. Let our testimony, of our testimony, our story and the blood of the Lamb be what draws people to you in our lives. I pray, God, that we will never be the same because of your mercy, because of your grace, because of your love. Let heaven ascend and descend on our lives, Father. Let heaven come down on us and then, Lord, let it manifest through us to touch others' lives. Holy Spirit, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus the Christ, the Son of the Most High God, that tonight in this place you would draw us to yourself again. Let us once again have visions and dreams. Let us hear your voice again, O God. Let us meet with you in the early hours of the morning. Before we go to bed, God, let our last words be praises to your name, God. I pray, Father, that our homes, each and every home that is represented in this church would be a house of peace, God. When people come and visit us, let them know that your presence is in that house. Let our lives be different, not by might, nor by power, but by your Spirit. We honor you. We love you. We worship you. Just raise your hands. Father, we love you. We surrender our hearts to you tonight in this place. Draw near to us, God, because tonight we choose to once again draw near to you. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. Father, there is none like you. There is none like you. Your word is full of mysteries but none greater than the sacrifice of your son Jesus that died on the cross for us that has now caused us to come alive, to be alive. We will forever be grateful to you. We will forever follow you. And our lives belong to you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, now I pray for each and every person in this place.
that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the love of the Father and the fellowship with the Spirit be with every one of them as they leave tonight. Bring us back tomorrow, God, to meet with you again in this place. All the glory, all the honor, and all the praise belongs to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.